Welcome to the Wild Wisdom Podcast with Dr. Patricia Mills. I'm Dr. Patricia. This podcast is for people who want to transform their health, restore their hormones, and reconnect to their body's natural wisdom. Hi, I'm Dr. Patricia. I'm a Canadian medical doctor, published author, internationally recognized researcher, and passionate advocate for your health. Here, we'll explore the intersection between ancient wisdom and cutting-edge science, distilling the essence of true health into practical steps you can take. Wild wisdom is instinctive knowledge in action. Thanks for making this part of your day. Hello, and welcome to the Wild Wisdom Podcast. This segment has been taken from Thrive Thursdays with Dr. Patricia Mills. I hope you enjoy this episode, and here is Dr. Patricia Mills. I am a medical doctor and there was a time when I was so confused as to why I was not looking or feeling my best. And it was when I discovered the impact of my blood sugars on my hormones that I started to understand one of the most important root causes for my health concerns. Hello and welcome to Thrive Thursday, a weekly talk show hosted by a medical doctor with a different spin on women's health. I'm Dr. Patricia Mills, and I work with women who want root cause solutions for their health concerns so they can look, feel, and be their best for life. As an internationally recognized researcher, one of my superpowers is to break down complicated science into easy to understand information and actionable strategies for your better health. Today, we're going to be talking about blood sugar balance and why it's so important for your hormone balance and how I use that to improve my own health and solve my health concerns. So what we're going to be talking about today, let's dive right in, are a few topics. And hi, I want to say hi to people who are joining me live. Please put in your name. All I see sometimes is Facebook user if you haven't accepted the StreamYard conditions. And uh, please feel free to ask your questions. And if you want to join me live and ask your questions, join my Facebook group, Wild Wisdom for Women with Dr. Patricia Mills. I look forward to seeing you in there. It's one of the many benefits of joining. Today we're going to cover what are the effects of blood sugar on your hormone balance, why is it important to pay attention to blood sugar even if you're not diabetic or pre-diabetic, what are the short and long-term effects of unbalanced blood sugars, and why is it that blood sugar impacts everything from your afternoon energy slump, your irritable mood, and your nighttime awakening. So let's dive right in. Let's start with what are the effects of blood sugar on your hormone balance? Well, what's very, very interesting is that when I was in medical school and doing my training and specializing in physical medicine rehabilitation, we are, of course, taught that when our blood sugar um, spikes, so when you eat food that contains carbohydrates, so you eat that food, that food gets broken down in your gut, and then it gets absorbed through your gut lining into your body, into your blood. And carbohydrates, the end product breakdown is sugar. And there's different kinds of sugar, but we're going to call it sugar or glucose for this talk. So it gets broken down into sugar. And so what what your blood sees is the amount of sugar in the blood goes up after eating a food with carbohydrates. And that could be anything from... um, fruits, 
vegetables, whole grains, all the way through to candy, chocolate, and uh, what I like to call very fast carbohydrates, which are very refined flours of whole grains. So like a refined flour, like a refined whole wheat or a refined um, white rice to make a white rice pasta. And what happens is that when you eat these foods, the level of sugar in your blood will either rise slowly okay, and, and kind of go up a little bit and then, and then stay up for a while and then go down, or it will rise very quickly, like woo, up very, very high and then down very, very, very fast. And what's interesting is that when you have um, sugar entering the blood, what the body does is it senses it and it senses the sugar and it causes the body to produce the hormone insulin in response. Insulin, for the purpose of this talk, we'll call it your sugar hormone. It has many other effects in the body, but one of its major effects is that it gets released by the body, by the pancreas specifically, in response to the sugar in your blood going up. And the job of insulin, uh, hormones are messengers that travel through the body and insulin then travels through your body going through all the different tissues and it knocks on the cells to say, hello, there's sugar in the blood, please open up so that the sugar can come inside the cells and be used to make energy. And what you will um, notice is that when you eat the right kind of sugar, the kind of sugar that comes from foods that are, the sugar is packaged in fiber. So for example, um, whole grains that are still packaged in the fiber. So like a white basmati rice or a quinoa or a rolled oats before they have been broken down into flour, because as soon as you take that um, whole grain and you break it down into flour, like fine, fine flour, you're basically destroying the fiber within which the sugar sits. So it goes from being what I like to call a slow carbohydrate, which is slowly broken down in the gut. So the blood the sugar is slowly released from the food. The blood sugar slowly goes up. It stays up for a period of time and then it comes down. That's a stable blood sugar response to your foods. But if you eat um, what I call a fast carbohydrate, so that's the refined powder, that's uh, flour that's been broken down, or the very obvious ones, which are the sugar and the chocolates, um, the, and, the, and there's chocolates and the candies, um, pastries, cakes, cookies, donuts, um, um, pop, juice, even fruit smoothies where the fiber has been broken down by the blender. Those cause a very fast uptake of sugar. And what happens is that your body will make more insulin. So what you normally want is your body to make a little bit of insulin, not too much, not too little, for the sugar going up, not too high. And so what happens is that if you have good blood sugar balance, like not too high, it, it doesn't spike too high, you get enough insulin, not too much, and that keeps your hormone insulin in balance. This is important because the level of insulin produced by your body doesn't just affect the insulin production, it also affects the production of other hormones like cortisol, which is your stress hormone, estrogen, which is your curvaceous vava-voom hormone, okay? 
again, the growth hormone, it helps to grow babies, right? Helps to grow the uterus lining. And then there's your progesterone hormone, which is your chill hormone. And when you want to get pregnant, it helps support pregnancy in the first three months of pregnancy. And then there's testosterone, which is like your libido hormone, your muscle mass hormone. So all of those hormones are really important. And the thing is that if you're not eating for blood sugar balance and you're spiking your blood sugar very, very high, which causes your body to produce a lot of insulin all at once, then what will happen is that that will uh, create an imbalance in your insulin hormone, which then affects the balance of your other hormones. It's like a domino effect or another way I like to describe it is that if you think about all the hormones holding hands because they are interconnected, they are not functioning alone they are functioning with each other when insulin gets knocked off balance it pulls all the other hormones on back off balance as well so for example um, when you have insulin imbalance from your blood sugar spiking too high and then as a result it then dips too low like very fast very quick like a roller coaster like woo, and then very very low that causes your body to produce more cortisol because that's a stressful event and cortisol is a stress hormone and we all know that the effects of stress are very damaging, and that's through too much cortisol being produced. When you have too much cortisol being produced, that affects your progesterone production, which means that you go from feeling chill to feeling more anxious and stressed out. It can also affect your natural fertility if your progesterone um, balance is being affected by this insulin cortisol to progesterone effect. And when your progesterone production is off, over time, this can also impact your estrogen and testosterone production. And that's when women start to run into problems with things like their menstruation, right? Too heavy, too light, too painful, unpredictable. Menopause can go from being the golden years to being very unpleasant with crazy hot flashes and night sweats. There can be problems with sleep irritability, mood, weight can be very difficult to maintain. Okay, All of these things are signs of hormone imbalance and the testosterone being off can be experienced as low or loss of libido and sex drive and a really hard time keeping your muscle mass. So all of these things can be triggered by a root cause of you not being aware of what the foods you're eating, how these are impacting your blood sugar balance. And so that brings us to our next topic, which is why is it important to pay attention to blood sugar balance, even if you're not pre-diabetic or diabetic? Well, the importance of this is because problems with blood sugar balance happens over time and it's a cumulative effect over time so let's say you're eating what you think is a healthy diet or maybe you're aware that what you're eating is not great for your for your health but you're not really aware of how drastically this is affecting hormones and over time it's slowly but surely impacting your body's ability to process sugar now if you reach a certain point like if you look at the spectrum of that happening over time when you reach a certain point of your body having a problem with, um, ba with balancing its blood sugar because of this insulin being triggered too high, too fast, too frequently, at a certain point in time, depending on how long this has been happening for and maybe your genetics, your, your predisposition to get this problem, you may be diagnosed with prediabetes, which is like um, what happens then is your doctor does a blood test 
looking at the level of sugar in your blood. And there's different measurements like your fasting blood sugar. What is it when you haven't eaten yet in the day? And what's called your hemoglobin A1C, how much sugar is stuck to your red blood cells because sugar is very sticky and it'll stick to things like your blood vessels and your and your um, your red blood cells, which deliver oxygen. And when think when these body parts get covered in sugar, they don't work as well and you actually age faster. So you get accelerated aging, which is not great. So you don't want to have too much sugar floating around in the blood. And so if you get to a certain point, your doctor will do a blood test or a couple of blood tests and say, oh, look at that. You are heading like you're not doing well with your blood sugar levels. And, and ideally, they'll talk to you about lifestyle and eating and all that kind of thing, how to eat, how to exercise. And if you were to continue down that road and continue to live the lifestyle that created the problem in the first place, you may eventually be diagnosed with diabetes, in which case your, your blood sugar levels have reached a certain point and the stickiness of the sugar in your blood and your body has reached a certain point that your doctor's like, well, now you've, meet, you've, you've gotten so far on the spectrum that you meet the criteria for diabetes. However, there's this all of this time um, you know, building up to this, like these diagnoses where you, you're not yet unwell enough to have a diagnosis, yet you are experiencing the ill effects of having too much sugar in the blood and having that imbalance your hormones. So some women will experience that even as polycystic ovarian syndrome or PCOS or PMS, the menstrual mayhem, the menopausal, um, you know, suffering. And everything in between with that is related to hormone imbalance. So it is extremely crucial to pay attention to eating for good blood sugar balance, even, and I would say, especially if you're not diagnosed with prediabetes and diabetes, because you don't want to eventually be diagnosed with those problems. And the thing is, some people... Um, that's not how it shows up in their body as diabetes. For some people, it shows up in their body as Alzheimer's. So that's a diabetes of the brain. Alzheimer's is now known as type 3 diabetes because certain people, and particularly women, for reasons that we don't understand, women are uh, three times more likely to get Alzheimer's than men. And it could be because of this unique hormonal um, you know, environment and the way that our body works with hormones, we don't really know why actually, but what this means is that as women, we have to be particularly careful about our blood sugar balance. And that is because when you don't eat for blood sugar balance, when you're not aware of how what you're eating is affecting your blood sugar levels, you are putting yourself at a much higher risk for developing problems like Alzheimer's, dementia, heart attacks, strokes, and not to mention that accelerated aging, which is the wrinkled skin, the brown spots, the skin tags, you know, all of those things. It, it really is quite damaging to the body to have all that sugar running around. So it's not simply, you know, sometimes um, we'll sit down to a meal and we're making decisions based on how the food tastes, or maybe we're looking at a package and it says organic and natural and healthy. 
The label says these things, but if you actually read the ingredient list, there are a ton of hidden sugars in there because they want it to taste good. And just because they put a label on it saying organic, natural, healthy, smart, doesn't mean it's actually all those things for your body. As a perfect example is gluten-free foods. Gluten-free foods um, like gluten-free bread, gluten-free pastry, gluten-free pasta, they are often made with a lot of simple sugars from things like white rice that have been turned into a flour or brown um, brown rice turned into a flour or agave syrup or nectars. It's really quite impressive how unhealthy these so-called healthy foods can be for your body when it comes to blood sugar balance. I have a Facebook user who's joined and, and she's saying, I'm being diagnosed with prediabetes 20 years ago. It didn't become diabetes, but couldn't reverse this condition. Thank you so much for sharing this. And what I will give you is a message of hope and truth, which is diabetes and prediabetes are now known and proven to be reversible with the right lifestyle strategies. And the thing about blood sugar balance is that it's extreme. The sugar that causes your blood sugar to become unbalanced is hidden in a lot of our so-called healthy foods, as I mentioned. And um, sometimes this increased level of awareness of eating for blood sugar balance is enough. Sometimes it actually takes monitoring your blood sugar. So when you're diagnosed with prediabetes or diabetes, your doctor may encourage you, and definitely when you're diagnosed with diabetes, your doctor will encourage you to purchase a blood sugar monitoring device and actually measure the levels of sugar in your blood in response to what you're eating. And what I'm going to tell you is that I did this for myself as part of um, my quest to, be, to heal my health concerns and the root causes of my health concerns. And I was amazed at how I was eating foods that I thought were healthy and were actually not. They were massively imbalancing my blood sugar. And also, I learned over time all these incredible strategies to still eat food that I love with better blood sugar balance. And sometimes that's, you know, food prep and sometimes that's timing of your meals, um, you know, little tricks and tips that you can use. And sometimes it's just being radically honest with yourself and just being like, you know what, this food just really isn't good for me. And my goal is to look, feel and be my best for life. I'm going to make a conscious decision to cut this out or cut it down and, and actually treat it for what it is, which is a treat, an occasional treat in my life, not a daily thing. And it's amazing how um, we often start off the day with poor blood sugar balance with eating um, a breakfast that we've been told is healthy for us with like cereals and granolas and all these things um, and certain kinds of toasts and they're, and they're not actually good for a blood sugar balance. So it's really, really crucial to get this figured out now before you are actually diagnosed with a condition or experience a serious event. And chances are, if you're like the average woman these days, you probably are experiencing the ill effects of poor blood sugar balance, as I mentioned. Next episode in my next talk show next week, I'm going to be talking about how to measure your blood sugar using these devices at home. I'll be sharing some insights from my own experience. But right now, what I really want to talk to you about is why is it that blood sugar could be causing some of your um, uh, current experiences, such as the afternoon energy slump, 
irritable mood and nighttime awakenings because it's not intuitive, right? Like, okay, my blood sugar is imbalanced. Um, however, why is that? You know, why would why would that cause me to get that energy slump in the middle of the afternoon, be irritable with my mood and wake up at night? Well, the reason is because there's the when you eat a food that spikes your blood sugar really high, like too high, too fast, on the other side of that is the effect of the blood sugar going down too low quickly and too low. Why does that happen? Because when your body sees a very high amount of sugar being released into the blood, it overproduces insulin. And that insulin causes the blood sugar, that huge amount of insulin causes the blood sugar, like you know how it knocks on the cell to tell the, the cell to open. So what it does is it tells a whole bunch of cells to open their doors to sugar all of that sugar rushes quickly into the cells causing the blood sugar level to drop like to plummet really really low that is that imbalanced blood sugar compared to if you have a little bit of blood sugar in the in the blood release into the blood a little bit of insulin is made a few cells open their doors the sugar you know slowly goes in and the blood sugar level returns to normal not too low within a range but if you get that high spike lots of insulin quick low dip below the range now you get into blood sugar that's too low and when your blood sugar goes too low what you're going to experience is low energy so that afternoon energy slump and what are you going to want to do you're going to want to reach for food that brings your blood sugar back up and you're going to tend to reach for sugary foods because your body is craving sugar However, what you ideally want to reach for is something like an apple or a banana or a handful of nuts as opposed to a muffin or a cookie or a candy or a drink that a sugary drink like a juice or a pop. However, those are the foods that we tend to reach for and those are the habits that we have to change for better blood sugar balance. The low mood comes from that blood sugar being too low and the low energy. And, it, and when, your, when your brain doesn't have enough um, energy to function, it's going to become irritable and you're going to be, you're going to experience irritability or even anxiousness, maybe some brain fog. That could be the reason for your brain fog. And if you eat a, if you eat a meal at night that has the effect of raising your blood sugar too high, then you go to bed and your blood sugar drops too low, well, that can awaken you. And you can, and the, it awakens for a couple of reasons. One is your energy drops too low at night, right? The blood sugar drops too low. So your body awakens you and you might even go to, to, to the kitchen to eat a little something, you feel a little snackish. Or, and, or, um, what happens is when the blood sugar drops too low, that's a stressful event for the body. It causes your body to release the cortisol stress hormone and the effect of cortisol is to awaken you to wake you up ideally the body only makes a lot of cortisol in the morning naturally to help you get out of bed but if your body is forced to make cortisol in the middle of the night because your blood sugar has dropped too low that is a nighttime awakening and you awaken you're alert you're in bed you're like boom your eyes fly open and here you are wishing you could fall asleep and being completely unable to do so because hormonally your hormones have been imbalanced and now you are no longer in a hormonal state for sleep you're in a hormonal state for awakening like wakefulness at the wrong 
time. Now, what will happen is that these are the short-term effects of hormone, of um, blood sugar imbalance. We've mentioned it, like what you can feel, how your hormones can play out. I've mentioned the long-term effects of um, hormone imbalance, like the Alzheimer's, the dementia, stroke, heart attacks, um, and accelerated aging. There's a lot of really amazing reasons for why this happens. Um, if you're a medical doctor, if you're a health professional, you're going to know that over time we develop what's called insulin resistance. So, so much of that hormone insulin is being produced so frequently over time that the body actually, it's like, you know how the cell, the insulin is knocking at the door? Well, it, it's like as if you're knocking so much that the cell simply can't hear the knock as well as before. So the cells are not opening their doors to sugar as well as they used to. They're resistant to insulin. And now that, that, that energy can't get into the cells. And so now the cells have like an energy crisis. They can't make enough energy because they're not getting enough sugar. And then you have, and, and, and then that sugar, instead of being in the cells hanging out in the blood, so your blood sugar levels start to rise. And that's, when you start to see changes in your fasting blood sugar. However, before that, a more sensitive test, a test that will tell you that you're heading in that direction, even before you develop the signs of prediabetes and diabetes is what's called insulin. So you can um, have your fasting insulin tested by a doctor. Now in certain countries, that's not covered by public health insurance. So you might have to pay for it yourself. Um, and so it's like, you know, if you're, you've been living this lifestyle unknowingly, and the thing is that um, what is what was taught to me in medical school, the, the style of eating that was taught to me that I was meant to teach my patients was the style of eating that was imbalancing my blood sugar. So unfortunately, at this point in time, as I'm recording this uh, talk show, um, if you eat the way that that mainstream culture of um, what we're taught in medical school teaches you how to eat, it's very probable and possible that you are having problems with your blood sugar balance. So what does this mean? This means that you have to stay alert. You have to um, follow um, people like me who have a, uh, who are teaching things differently. We're using very updated science. It takes about six to 20 years for um, research that's published to then reach uh, trainings like places like medical school. Fortunately, that gap is being narrowed down faster and faster. However, it's still there. And ultimately, the only way to know for sure is to measure your own blood sugar response to foods. For example, some people can eat a banana and their blood sugar response is totally fine. Other people eat a banana and it's off the charts. There is a predisposition genetically. And also we know that things like your gut microbiome, like the health of your gut, also changes your response to foods in terms of your blood sugar. It's kind of fascinating. It's the reason why in twins with the same genetics, you give them the same food and they'll both have different responses is because it's not just genetics, it's the state of your gut health. So your response to foods will actually change over time. There was a time when I couldn't eat a banana without spiking my blood sugar very high because my gut health wasn't good. And now that I've worked on my gut health, which is another root cause for health concerns that needs to be addressed in order for you to have that 
amazing health that you deserve. Now that I've addressed that, my blood sugar response is so much better to foods like healthy foods like bananas, oats, those sorts of things. So next week, we're going to talk about how to measure your blood sugar at home. Very practical, actionable strategies. And I look forward to sharing that with you. If you have any questions, please feel free to put them in the chat now. I'm just sharing that question from the Facebook user um, on the screen who says that um, she was diagnosed with prediabetes 20 years ago, didn't become diabetes, but couldn't reverse this condition. So in summary, the way to reverse this kind of condition, the, the best chance that you have at reversing this condition is to monitor your blood sugar response to the foods that you're eating and figure out which are the foods that are overly spiking your um, blood sugar. Avoid those and introduce foods that keep your blood sugars um, balanced and work on your gut health, on the health of your gut microbiome so that your body is better at um, breaking down those foods in the right way and releasing it to the body so that the body can use it properly. So I hope that this helped and I look forward to seeing you on my next episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe, save and share. Sharing is caring and uh, this will help you and the people who you love look, feel and be your best for life. And congratulations on prioritizing your health today. I look forward to seeing you next time. And before I go, I do have another question from a Facebook user. I'm going to answer that question. What blood sugar test did I mention that may be an extra cost? The audio glitched when I said the name of it. Thanks. No problem. The, um, the test was a fasting insulin test. So it's a test of the blood to measure how much insulin your body has made first thing in the morning, because if you are having problems with blood sugar balance, you're going to have problems with insulin production, your hormone production. And we fortunately do have a way to test insulin um, with um, a blood test. However, that's not something that you can do at home. You can test your blood sugar at home, but you cannot test your insulin at home. So that's a test that has to be ordered by a doctor. And you either can have it covered by insurance or you may have to pay for it out of pocket depending on where you live. So thank you again for joining and I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast, Wild Wisdom with Dr. Patricia Mills. If you like this podcast, please take the time to like and subscribe and please feel free to leave any comments and look below for the contact information if you want to connect with me directly. Thank you and I hope you have a wonderful day, evening or night. Hi everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for a professional care doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided with the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you are looking for help in your journey, it is important that you seek out a qualified health practitioner. If you would like to work with Dr. Patricia for her expert health transformation guidance, please email her at info at drpatriciamills.com to book a discovery call.
You can also find Dr. Patricia on Instagram at Dr. Patricia Mills and Facebook at Wild Wisdom for Women with Dr. Patricia Mills, MD. For access to all of Dr. Patricia's educational videos and more amazing perks, consider becoming a Patreon member. Links are in the description of this episode. It is important to have an expert in your corner that can help you make the changes you crave, especially when it comes to your health.